Hello everyone, welcome to the Will Harris Show. Happy New Year. Hopefully 2021 is better than 2020 for all of us. 2020 has been a big struggle, but we can make 2021 a better year. So, as always, I live stream my podcast on Twitch and upload it to YouTube, so make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. So before we start this amazing podcast, I have a few announcements. So once I hit 100 subscribers on YouTube, um, I will expand my podcast to other podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And we also have a pretty cool Discord server, so make sure to join that. Link will be in the description. So welcome to the show, Elliot. How are you doing today? Uh, I am pretty good today. Uh, I slept uh, well, so I'm feeling fresh and ready. Okay, good. So I guess one of the biggest headlines right now is that Senator Josh Hawley has said he's going to object the election results when Congress votes on it on January 6th, I believe. So what do you think about that? I think that's a good move because Senator Hawley is like a bright guy. He knows that there's no chance that he can overturn the election results. But like, why do you think he's doing this? Maybe well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's clearly trying to win favor with the, uh, you know, uh, like uh you know the trump crowd right because uh, no matter whether or not he wins right he's he's the one who stuck himself out there right i don't know if you know he wants to appeal to that base for a future election run or whatever the fuck but he clearly you know uh wants to um you know establish himself as the person who was there for trump and that'll mean something to trump's base uh it's like I think it's it's pandering, right? He knows it's not going to work, but uh, he's still trying. Uh, you know, that's it. It's just a ploy for uh, to curry favor with the voters. But I think it's an ultimately it's a bad decision for other Republicans, right? Like Mitch McConnell urged people not to uh, do what Hawley is doing mm-hmm. uh, because ultimately they would have to vote against overturning the election and vote against overturning the election would look like a vote. Uh, against Trump, so that's why McConnell urged people not to do that, and so Hawley's put a lot of other conservative uh, Republicans in that position. Uh, so, I don't know. Bad move, man. Yeah, interesting. It does seem like a bad move, or at least a different move from what other GOP senators are doing, because a lot of them are distancing themselves from Trump, like Mitch McConnell with this stimulus bill. Trump has been backing the $2,000 checks, but McConnell yeah. has rejected that. So, yeah, it's an interesting move by him because definitely seems like the Trump wing of the Republican Party is kind of dying out. Um, I think that's what Mitch McConnell and other leaders hope is that that wing just kind of dies out. But we'll we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Mitch McConnell has been like brown-nosing Trump yeah, exactly. for the last. But it's clear that he's just been playing him. I mean, it's not like... I mean, he just wanted to take over the Mitch courts. Ma- yeah, Mitch McConnell is a scumbag and, uh, you know, a, a political grifter. And he's clearly... Uh, you know, Trump was not like this. He he did not seriously support Trump on an ideological level like most of Trump supporters do and some people uh, in, in Congress do. But, it, you know, he recognized that was where the base was, right? The base was supporting Trump. So he went out for Trump. Yeah, right. So I guess another interesting GOP con- congressman is Louis Gohmert, who said, he, I think he tried to like sue Vice President Mike Pence, who's gonna, he's the one who's gonna officially declare Joe Biden president and um, Kamala Harris vice president. So, yeah, yeah, he's also trying to get the support of Trump. I mean, Trump's a powerful man. He can, I guess, yeah, he can give them a better life, I guess. Who knows? He, he, Trump holds the key to success for many uh, GOP 
uh, and, and, and conservative hopefuls, um, you know, because like it's his, if Trump goes out against, uh, one of them, you can basically, you know, like if Trump's like, Oh, don't vote for this guy or vote for this guy. That's an important, uh, element of support for people, you know, running in, uh, for positions of power that are in, you know, the GOP. Uh, so obviously they want to curry favor with him and his base for the future. Yeah, for sure. So I guess another interesting thing about the 2020 election is that uh, President Trump improved with every demographic except white people. And I guess the GOP has really struggled with Hispanic and black voters. So do you, like, why do you think he improved with them for this election cycle? Well, I, I think that's because Democrats often treat... Uh, Excuse me. Uh, minorities like single issue voters, uh, right? You know, yeah. like you treat if you always think that Hispanics are going to vote for you because you're pro-immigration, you know, and you think, you know, uh, you're going to start to lose their vote because you're not appealing to maybe the other issues that they care about. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I think that's ultimately why they Trump started to gain support uh, among them, because people felt disillusioned with uh, with the Democrats as always this you know, anti-establishment, uh, you know, um, motivation among, uh, you know, certain voters, people who have no trust in our government or in its politicians. Someone like me, I don't tend to trust politicians or to think that they're going to make the right or moral move, but I still, you know, I, I, I don't vote, you know, like the contrarian outsider because Donald Trump is not a contrarian outsider. He's, you know, He's just the he's corporate establishment, out, right? He's he's uh, as much uh, of the establishment as Nancy Pelosi would be considered, or uh, you know any other career politician could be considered. He's just from a different wing of corruption, right? Uh, so I think that's the real people could vote for him because of that. People could vote for him because they feel like their issues aren't you know being considered by Democrats, and that's a legitimate uh, thing, right? It's yeah. a legitimate thing that Democrats are going to have to worry about. They're going to start to lose their coalition if they're not you know uh, appealing to these people on more issues than simply immigration, because immigrants care more uh, care about more things than immigration, right? Yes, it's vitally important that the immigration system is you know like good uh and, and and easy for them but once you know it, they also have a lot of other things they have to worry about once they're in this country and people immigrating tend from especially from uh south america which is where a, a, a good portion of our immigration comes from and where the immigration debate is really centered uh you know those people uh tend to uh have more conservative viewpoints mm -hmm. uh right so it's unlikely that Democrats are going to be able to pander to, or I guess not pander to, but, uh, you know, they are kind of pandering at this point. I think it's going to be difficult for Democrats to continue to hold on to that element uh, of their coalition uh, if they're not um, appealing. But it's it's funny. It's it's really funny to me because I think we'll get to this later in the podcast, but the idea that conservatives are uh, the party of the working class or the ideology of the working class is really silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another big thing that's happening in just a few days are the Georgia Senate runoff elections. So I guess I think both of the Republican candidates have kind of been backing Trump and sticking with Trump as a political a good political move for them. But I honestly think that will hurt them because um, Donald Trump did a lot worse than down ballot Republicans, especially in Georgia. Like David Perdue got 
far more votes than Trump did. So do you think that's a good strategy that Senator Leffler and Purdue are taking? Because I think a lot of people are starting to dislike Trump more because of how he's handled this election. So do you think that political strategy they're, I guess, taking is going to work for them? I, I mean, I guess we're going to, like, Trump got a record number of votes. Not as many uh, as Biden, right? He gets out there and he touts his record number of votes. And then obviously it's not that surprising because there's just great voter turnout, right? Yeah. Uh, overall. Um, uh, I think, you know, obviously he did better than he thought he did. I think it would have been a mistake to trust the polls after 2016. Uh, or, every, you know, every, he did better than the polls uh, would have predicted. That's uh, a lot better. But, you know, I, I think that... Uh, he's still a winning strategy for the most part, right? Like, uh, Trumpian Americans have not given up on him. I think a fair amount of people who've become dis- disillusioned uh, with Donald Trump and, and his politics. But I also think that there's still that Trump demographic that uh, very much uh, wants to, uh, or very much is continuing to support his policies, uh, right? I mean, uh, honestly, and... I feel like it's like kind of a fake support because Senator Purdue called like the $2,000 stimulus checks socialism, but now he's just backing them because Trump yeah. has vocally supported him. So yeah, I guess it's well, a really interesting that... world because now there's only one, there's not a Democratic Party and a Republican Party, there's just the Trump Party and then yeah. the Democratic Party and then independents. So yeah. Yeah, I. It's it's not... I mean, that's how the politics is shaken out. But I think at some point, Trump will be a losing strategy. But right now, he's not. Right. So yeah, if they can sure. just hold on to that, especially in Georgia, I still think if you the, like it might not be a, uh, you know, a winning strategy ultimately. Right. Uh, but it's still a, it's still their best bet. Right. If they were going, going to go out and say, like, uh, you know, uh, oh, you know screw Trump, you know, we're done with his divisive politics or this and that, right? Um, you know, uh, I, I think that, or, you know, we, we don't support, like, or the $2,000 stimulus checks or socialism or to get, go against Trump, right? Then, um, uh, it, they would definitely outright lose, right? Uh, because the Democrats would have more support, uh, and then the Trump people probably just wouldn't vote, right? Uh, and so yeah, I still sure. think that it might not be a winning strategy, though, because there might just be because because there's you know so much focus on the Georgia election. I still think it's going to be very difficult for a Democrat to win, but it's no longer out of the realm of possibility, even if the uh, Trump base uh, or the uh, Trump base comes out in force for uh, the two Republican candidates down there. Although I just don't, I don't feel, I feel like they haven't been present enough. Like they don't have, obviously it's not really going to matter because it's not a choice between candidates. For the most part, it's a choice between, you know, do you want to have uh, Donald Trump to have, uh, or no, excuse me, not Donald Trump, but do you want Biden to be able to, to have, uh, you know, the majority or do you want there to be pushback, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a wall against that, um, right? That's the issue that we're voting on. Uh, where people in Georgia are voting on, and it's you know I, I think it's it's not a decision between people. So uh, ultimately, despite that, I think that perhaps uh, Loeffler and Purdue lack the uh, presence to inspire people yes, to for vote sure. for them. Yeah, their main campaign strategy, from what I've seen, is just that if Democrats flip the Senate, they'll advocate for very um, I guess some of the policies that have been advocated by from like more radical congressmen or congresswomen will be enacted like 
I guess, more socialist policies. That seems to be their main campaign, campaign yeah. idea. But I do agree with you that I guess Trump will eventually become a losing strategy for the GOP. But the big question is when, because I know a lot of people, yeah. there are a lot of rumors that Trump will run in 2024. So what do you think that will mean for the GOP? Do you think that will be a losing strategy for them by then? Or do you think that could help them take the White House again? That is a really good question. Because on, you know, on one hand, like, I, I think Trump could probably not, I don't think Trump would be able to win an election again. I think if we'd had a, cons- or a liberal president, right, uh, running, uh, or for the last four years, we definitely have a conservative right now, right? Uh, because, it, you know, it, or, you know, winning the president, because, you know, no matter what, I, I think it would have been difficult to come out of the last year looking like a good uh, politician, because no matter what, right, like everyone's going to think you did a bad job with coronavirus. Um, uh, even if I, I, I think Trump, did do a worse job than would have been done by a liberal president, but I still think conservatives uh, wouldn't be on the fence about it. They would say, well, this was garbage, right? Because Trump hadn't uh, divided the party like he has, um, I mean, just look uh, or at, at least pushed Fox away News some covered, more of the moderates. Just look at how, uh, to prove your point, just look at how Fox News covered Obama's like, handling of Ebola. Like, there were like yeah. two deaths, mm-hmm. and Fox News was like insanely critical yeah. about that. So yeah, but keep going on, keep going on. Uh, I, I, it's just like, uh, ultimately, without Trump dividing the party like that, there might have been, uh, you know, pushing away the moderates. I think there might have been some greater uh, chance that Republicans would keep on winning, uh, right? But now that yeah. moderates are more likely to vote for liberals, especially after Trump, or at least, you know, in this case, right? Like in this election, you're likely to win over moderates. I think Biden had, you know, was easily... Uh, the best candidate they could have chosen in terms yeah, of who's sure. likely to win. I, I don't think he was the best candidate up there, um, but I think he, in terms of who I, you know, uh, want Paul, who I'd support personally, but uh, I think that he did a, you know, he, he did a commendable job uh, at presenting himself as the person who moderates could vote for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that uh, Trump, it's hard to say whether Trump will be a winning strategy in in four years because biden might alienate conservatives or you know the moderate conservative voters that voted for him right or he might you know they might stick with him and so there still might be that uh i just don't think trump can win again i really don't i think it'd be very difficult for trump to win again yeah for sure honestly yeah i agree but i guess going off what you just said with joe biden being a moderate it's kind of an interesting strategy that the modern Democratic Party has is because they've been nominating very moderate uh, presidential candidates, and I guess yes. the only Republican. Like, it's the, pathetic. I mean, yeah, just look opinion. at like uh, Obama, Joe Biden. They are relatively moderate. I mean, they obviously mm-hmm. lean left. And then even before that, with Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter, like they were, I guess, compared to people like Bernie Sanders or Kamala Harris, even they are relatively moderate. So yeah, it's a. I guess it's a winning strategy for the. Democratic Party, because I couldn't see somebody like Bernie Sanders getting any moderate votes in this election, and I think Trump yeah, would have no. won. I mean, I guess a counter-argument to that is Bernie Sanders was better with Hispanic voters than, um, than Biden. Biden, or at least he did more to help with Hispanic but we, voters. I, but as you said, like a lot of uh, immigrants are more conservative, and Bernie Sanders is obviously yeah. the opposite of that. So it would have been interesting, but... Yeah, I, I think that... Um, 
it's silly that Democrats don't elect more uh, left wing or more liberal candidates, right? Because like, it's like what, what are, you know they're obviously trying to appeal to conservative, right? Because with the electoral college, it'd be very difficult to uh, elect someone uh, liberally. Uh, who or who is a you know like a Bernie Sanders type, mm-hmm. uh, you know because there's a lot of opposition against that, and obviously the way the electoral college works is it makes it a very difficult fight for even a popular candidate uh, who is like a you know uh, liberal to win the election, right? Um, uh, and so like uh, I think I, I I just think it's silly though because liberals aren't getting anything done. Right. Like certainly, right. you know, Obamacare was good. It was a step in the right direction. And, you know, the Paris Climate Agreement and, and stuff like that, but which has been basically torn down at this point. Right. Yeah. Is that liberals are not, you know, they're not doing enough to deliver on promises and, and policies that really need to be delivered on. Right. I mean, you know, uh, the, the truth about how things are in this country is uh, pretty frightening. Uh, things are pretty screwed up if you think about it I mean, yeah. uh, you know with Our climate change and yeah, yeah the political system and the way healthcare is yeah right sure. i just i've lost faith that anything like that can happen right but i think like, if you look at um any country that has you know uh health care for all right like single payer health care even the conservatives are not they don't go out and say let's get rid of you know yeah uh health care for all because who doesn't want you know to not have to pay for health insurance or pay out of pocket for health care costs, right? Like, you know, sure, the super rich don't want to be paying more taxes to fund these, uh, you know, social programs, right? But the super rich are the 1%, right? Like, they're not, they don't have the... 1%. Yeah, the super rich are up there, right? Like, even the 1%, they don't have the voting power to make those decisions, right? Yeah, I guess another Uh, big problem is that, I think it was the 2000... 11 supreme court decision where billionaires can just buy elections in our country because mm-hmm. like there's yeah super PACs and doing a limited amount of money i don't know what the policies are like in other developed countries but yeah i guess the top one percent corporations have kind of been able to buy elections recently and fund i guess more moderate candidates that don't really care about climate change yeah uh it's the way that politics works in this country uh, and this is a country that I have the most knowledge of the way, you know, uh, the operating. Oh, God, I'm a sneeze. Excuse me. Oh, now we're good. <laughs> uh, I almost sneezed there. Uh, but, uh, you know, like the way politics works in this country is, you know, you have, you know, your big money interests. And no politician is really uh, uh, free from money. The campaign that I worked for, I think we'll probably talk about that later uh, at the end, uh I, I work for Solomon Rajput, and his one of his goals was to eliminate money from politics, to not take large donations, right? They took small donations, like under $1,000 or less or something like that, uh, and that was what powered their campaign. And as much as I may have disagreed with the other parts of the way his campaign was run, that is the part that stuck out to me, because and that's something that you could probably talk to anyone about. Right. And be, you know, right. Uh, and still get support. You could talk to conservatives about how you know, uh, money has to get out of politics. They'd be less likely to say, uh, yeah, yeah, we need to get money out of politics because I feel like a lot of conservative policies and interests are run by big money. Um, but obviously, that's how like, uh, you know, the guns and power and stuff yes, like that, that liberals right. aren't, you know, but, I, you know, I'm sure, you know, I think everyone takes donations. Right. And that's a little it's a little uh disturbing that's our our 
our politics can work is that uh, people who have the money give it to politicians and then politicians are going to be more likely to support uh, the interests of the that are, you know, padding their wallets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and on top of it, the way that politicians act, if you look at like Mitch McConnell uh, and stuff like that, uh, and, and any career politician really, but I think he is the perfect example of it. It's just conniving and, 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 and like, takes every opportunity to, you know, uh, support his interests at the expense of, I mean, basically anyone, right? Uh, the whole sure. gun rights issue. Like, I, my opinion on the gun rights issue certainly uh, typically differs from the average liberal opinion about guns. But I, I, I also, I feel like uh, Republicans are not willing to do anything about it because they've been blinded by cash, essentially, right? And the NRA is absolutely stupid because the NRA will put themselves out there and say, we don't want any back, you know, extensive background checks or, uh, like, safety protocols or anything like that, right? They'll pay politicians who will oppose things like that, right? Which is just crazy to me because, like, you know, their whole motto, like, uh, you know, they tend to say, people who support guns tend to say, like, guns uh what is it? a good guy with a gun is like the way to stop a bad guy with a gun the sad thing about that is like how about no bad guys with guns right like that's that's how gun control should be done right because it shouldn't be a question we shouldn't have to think about taking away all guns to get anything done right it should there should be steps between that right but right. you know th- we're just conservative politicians don't give uh any give us any options really because or give liberals any options because they're not willing to give any ground because the nra it, and other, you know, uh, special interest groups involved with guns are not willing to give any grant. So I, I really, I don't trust politicians to make the right decision almost ever. I, I think politicians have the right decision, made the right decision in the past, but ultimately someone always gets screwed over. Uh, and these days it tends to be, you know, the little guy, right? The guy who can't really stick up for himself. Yeah. I think only like 5% of Americans actually donate to political Excuse campaigns, me. which is like a huge problem yeah. it's one of the reasons why i think we're seeing more like white candidates obviously systemic racism is a huge issue but like if you looked at i guess the democratic primaries like for like the last debate it's just a bunch of white people on a stage like no people yeah. color. i guess one of the, i think reasons why i think that that's a problem is because only the top five percent of people actually donate to these campaigns and fuels these campaigns and yeah it only represents like i guess the richer people which is a big problem with our politics but there are some signs of hope, like Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez defeated, like I think, a career politician. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she didn't take any money from super PACs, which is very impressive. And Bernie Sanders also didn't take any money from super PACs. He got really far. Obviously, it didn't do him too much in the end. Um, yeah. Beat by Hillary and Biden. But yeah, some signs of hope here. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's because Democrats, they're scared that they're going to lose elections if they elect anyone liberal. Yeah. And that's, it's p- potentially true, right? Uh, but, you know, they're just, we're not doing enough to to tackle, like I said, we're not doing enough to tackle the issues that matter. And it's just kind of pathetic because the Democratic Party is, you know, becoming more liberal, but we still, you know, end up shoving through these people that were just trying to satiate the, uh, you know, conservatives when... Uh, the conservatives don't have to worry about that. Donald Trump was like the farthest thing possible from a moderate candidate 
I mean, that's not entirely true. Like, but he was, you know, he had he basically appealed to no, you know, liberal voter. If you were to come up with a conservative that could reach across the aisle, it definitely wouldn't be him, right? But right. we still put forth more conservative, or at least more, you know, middle centric leaning uh, liberal candidates because we're scared, and that's just a pity. Because the thing is that the the people who vote for uh, conservatives, right? Like would benefit, you know, this work, the idea that there's a working class there, that the working class is the main, you know, central target of the conservative voter base. It's kind of silly because, uh, you know, the conservative voter base is, you know, like that, they get a lot, uh, they benefit very much from, uh, those, uh, those people in terms of voting, but you know, they're not the tax breaks that Trump cut, right. Uh, went to, uh, for the most part, uh, upper class people, right? And, uh, you know, it's not, but you still have a large amount of middle class people and lower class people, working class people did not vote or benefit greatly or at all from those tax cuts voting for Trump, right? Because there's a lack of education, right? Everyone thinks that conservatives are the party of the economy, right? Yeah, because for sure. they participate in uh, less Keynesian, right? Still Keynesian, but less Keynesian. Uh, at least uh, economic policies and uh, liberals. So everyone thinks, uh, you know, um, that uh, they should vote conservative if they want to make sure the economy is stable and that they don't have to pay more taxes, right? But, like, it's it's silly. It's just absolute, it's, it's, it's garbage because it's basically false. Uh, you know, uh, liberals do better in the economy, right? That's just a fact. Yes, if you look at the well, past, Democrats since, do. Democrats. yeah, Democrats, excuse me, Democratic presidents do better mm-hmm. on the economy, have more economic growth than conservative presidents, right? Like, uh, if you're in the lower class, you probably will have to have pay less taxes, you'll have more access to resources, right? Uh, and if you're in the middle class, like Biden says your taxes won't change, but I, I personally think if you make $400,000, you could definitely afford to pay more taxes. Yes, right? Joe Biden said he's only going to raise taxes for people who make over $400,000. And you know, even if that isn't true, it wouldn't like these if you're making $400,000 a year, That's you how can much live the president makes. <laughs> yeah, you can make you can live very comfortably, yeah. right? Even with uh, you know, higher taxes, right? And the sad thing is that these rich people tend to be, you know, uh pay more taxes or less taxes, excuse me, than the people who need those tax breaks and need those that need that welfare. Right? Bro, what are so you talking about? Instead of owning three yachts, they'll only be able to own one yacht. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, right? that's not fair. Like, You know, it, <laughs> it's like, I think there's just the way that the system is done and the way that conservatives appeal to those people is by saying, oh, well, we're the party of the economy. And, and people believe it when it's, it's really not true. Right? I mean, democratic policies saved us from the recession uh, in ni- the 1930s and in 2008. Right? Like the Fred, uh, FDR's policies, those are the policies that make up the, you know, democratic, liberal political approach, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, it's like, it's, <laughs> there's just no basis for the idea that conservatives do better uh, on the economy. I and mean, there's certainly a little bit of basis for it because like, oh, you know, we want to save, we want to, it's easier uh, we're this party of, of business, right? But they're the party of big business, right? Uh, and that's ultimately where their policies usually end up, right? Trickle down economics does yeah. not work. Mm-hmm. And that's the conservative idea of economics. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people point at like Ronald Reagan, or at least a lot of Republicans do. But right after, like George H.W. Bush inherited a ton of debt and he was forced to raise taxes and break like 
a promise to his conservative base. Yeah. But you're right. It is statistically proven that since, like, the 1940s, which is when we have, like, the first time we had, like, reliable economic data, Democrats mm-hmm. have been, like, have done better with the economy. But they actually saw a study from Princeton University that proved that it was just because of luck. Like, like seriously. Because Harry Truman, who was, like, the first president when we had this reliable data, he inherited, like, uh, I guess a post-war, World War II boom. And then mm-hmm. other presidents have been kind of lucky. And I guess other presidents like George W. Bush, uh, George 43, haven't been so lucky with the economy. And, yeah. But, yeah, I do well, agree. But it's also true that liberal policies, you know, help us recover from, you know, poor uh, economic, uh, you know, outcomes, right? Like, obviously, like I mentioned, FDR with the uh, Great Depression and Obama with the recession. Like, those, uh, obviously... You know, those policies uh, have really helped us, uh, you know, uh, helped us or helped recover, you know, the economy from those those lows. Right. Uh, And certainly uh, it's not like Trump has done a horrible job with the economy. Currently, he did a good job keeping some of it stable. But if you look at the stock market, right, you know, the stock market is doing quite well. Uh, But. You know, the stock market isn't everything, right? The stock market right. is most people, you know, uh, they're not worried about the stock market right now. Lower class people might not have, you know, we, uh, you know, uh, stocks at all or might not have a great amount of investment there because, you know, they don't have money uh, to invest like that. Right. And, uh, you know, you ha- unemployment is still high. Uh, you know, people are still in bad situations. Uh, and I-, I think some of that's unavoidable, but. Uh, you know, Trump does not have a grand, uh, you know, economic plan. Uh, and yeah. it's it's not working. He hasn't done jack shit, you know, excuse my French, but this lame duck period, he's literally been a lame duck, right? He's right. sitting there, like, worrying about the election uh, and, and basically doing nothing else. Um, and so, obviously, right, the idea that, oh, you know, we're shutting our economy down, right? Well, if we shut the economy down now and we, you know, like... For with the response to coronavirus, a more liberal response to coronavirus, you can we have better economic outcomes down the road, right? Which is funny because you usually would say, "Oh, well, liberals are the uh, economics of uh, putting as much money into the uh, economy now," uh, and the, then the uh, the sort of Keynesian adage of like, "Oh, well, it doesn't matter, you know, what happens later because I'll be dead," right? But that's not how it was, right? You have to think about a more conservative economic. Uh, I, principles now so that later like masking and you know closing businesses temporarily so that if everyone follows those rules we would have less infections and yeah. less deaths which are inarguably a good thing yeah right and then uh later on we could open up businesses and do it safely and have more people working because there wasn't as much of an issue with coronavirus yeah and I right? also so the idea that would help a lot if we had more i guess small businesses had more federal assistance too mm-hmm. the federal uh, assistance that you know, the PPP program failed, was horribly mishandled, right? And uh, Trump, you know, didn't do a good job with that. Lots of that money went to large businesses and people who didn't deserve it, right? It was silly. It's just, like, what, 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 what was going on, right? That's what people, des- you know, it, it deserve to, uh, you know, uh, have a government that takes care of them and then uses precious government funding right, to prop up people who actually need it in this time of crisis. And there was, it was failure to reach that money, 
did yeah. not reach the people who needed it, mm-hmm. right? And then this, the, the, the holdup uh, on the stimulus checks is, again, <laughs> put down to Trump and poor economic management, right? The unemployment benefits run out, right? And now we're sitting here, you know, uh, no one has those benefits right now, right? And uh, basically, uh, they need them, right? Because the economy still can't safely open up. Right. So the, the job that the government has done is extremely poor uh, and extremely, uh, yeah, you know, uh, disappointing. And it's not helping anyone. And, it, and because of government corruption, because, uh, you know, the stagnant nature of our government, they're not thinking about the people who need that money. Right. And, I, you know, I think two thousand dollar stimulus checks is good. I have to agree there. But, you know, shitty time to bring it up, dude. <laughs> Like, you're just holding back any money getting through, right? So it's not, it's just, it's, it's just, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic by everyone involved. Yeah, for sure. So another, I guess, big topic for today's podcast is LGBTQ rights. <laughs> LGBTQ. Oh, sorry. LG, sorry. LGT. <laughs> yeah, my bad. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So wait, how does it go? My bad. LGBTQ yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. All right, anyways, doesn't really matter that much, but... Yeah, no. So, I guess... It's all now, the same, basically. Yeah, but now that we have a really conservative Supreme Court, do you think, like, any, I guess, any, like, uh, pro-gay marriage or um, any, like, gay rights will be at risk with this conservative Supreme Court? It's hard to say, because there were, you know, landmark rulings that were, you know, pro-gay uh, rights and anti uh, you know, uh, discrimination that uh, took place before, you know, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died before the uh, uh, election uh, or, you know, before this ever came into question at all, before the nomination of, uh, you know, the conservative justice, before the court was uh, obviously, uh, you know, became a conservative institution at this point. Uh, and uh if that stuff, if they call back Roe v. Wade, if they can manage to hear that again and overturn that, uh, you know, uh, then certainly those uh, issues are at risk. My personal opinion on gay marriage, like, I, you know, I think it's it would be to deprive people of those rights is is pathetic because to you know you it, no one could come out here and say like someone obviously would, but it's. If you can come out here and say, well, you know, if straight people have this right, well, gay people don't deserve it also, right? Like, or at least have that privilege. Straight people have the privilege, so gay people also deserve it. That is the truth. That's my opinion on it. But to come out here and say, like, oh, well, that's not the case. That's stupid. I mean, that's, like, it's not, it's not, there's no foundational reason. Not only is there no, um, you know, political government constitutional reason i suppose for gay people not to get married right you can't say it's because of religion right because our government decisions in my opinion and you know separation of church and state is very important because we have a lot of religious diversity in america but also you know in the opinion of the founding fathers you could not combine your religious opinion and turn that into legislature that discriminated against a group of people because of their contrast to your religion which was not a violent contrast which was not a purposeful contrast even, right? And then also to say, you know, that people shouldn't be equal uh, is, is another reason why it, it would just be silly that gay people could not get married, right? And or, you know, that gay people wouldn't deserve protection against discrimination. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, there are certainly people in this, oh crap, uh, this presidency that, uh, I'm running out of battery, so we might have to cut this short, but, uh, you know, there have been people in this presidency, uh, who, uh, have, like, Mike Pence is a clear example yeah. of someone who's not supporting, uh, LGBTQ rights, and then, uh, you know, uh, like, the Supreme Court nominations and stuff, which... I still think it's funny that they all, all three of Trump's nominations rejected, uh, you know, um, yeah, uh, sure. no, that's pretty funny. you know, uh, Trump's the bid, the Texas bid to overturn the election results. Like, yeah. uh, we were all worried and I, you know, or many liberals were worried and I think they got a whole, whole, uh, panties in a bunch for no reason, like thinking that, oh, you know, and I, I probably was guilty of this myself, but, you know, thinking that, uh, Trump would overturn the election uh, with his Supreme Court. I, I think that was silly. I think we overestimated the damage that that could do. Uh, and so I think liberals can be great, big, uh, you know, they can hype things up a little too much uh, surrounding this presidency. Uh, like, uh, ultimately, it's been pretty lame presidency. I mean, certainly there have been some setbacks, but you know, uh, and, and I think the majority of what has happened has been social, uh, right? You know, with ra bolstering racism in this country and bolstering hatred in the country. But, uh, you know, there still were great civil rights advances, especially for gay people and, and trans people. Uh, obviously, there was the trans military ban, which was not good. Uh, but there are, you know, other things that happened during the administration, not necessarily because of the administration, but during the administration that uh, were advances for, you know, uh, people in the, this community. Um, so I guess I haven't totally been disheartened on that front. Um, and I, I think it would be silly to, to be, I, I, don't think, I don't think gay marriage is as mu enough of an issue to to be called, you know, into question, right? Uh, abortion is, and gay marriage certainly is a rallying point for conservatives, but I think that, I just don't think it's a serious enough issue for them to consider it, you know, consider overturning it. But maybe yeah. I'm being generous. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's going to wrap today's show up. Um, All right. Yeah. Sweet. So it was a really nice conversation with you, Elliot. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great being on. Thanks a lot. So we're going to end the stream here.